Blog Talk Radio. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. Protection will lead to great prosperity and strength. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down. I am your voice. So to every parent, who dreams for their child, and every child who dreams for their future. I say these words to you tonight. I am with you, I will fight for you, and I will win for you. To all Americans tonight, in all of our cities, and in all of our towns, I make this promise. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. God bless you, and good night. I love you.
that is guarding the border. I mean, he's literally taking action, putting military on the border. It's, un- it's amazing. I mean, this is amazing. Uh, unbelievable. And until that wall's built, can, we can at least know we're safe. We have Steve now on the line, and we now have Mike Zolo. Am I correct? What's up, brother? How are you? Doing well. Doing well, Mike. Uh, Steve, you there? Yeah, I am. How are you doing, Rory? Good to be on the show. Good good to have you. You've been listening, I'm sure. Uh, I, What's I, up, Steve? I, hey, Mike. How are you, brother? What's up, Patriot? I'm good, brother. How are you, man? Doing well. And we got Johnny well. on the line, too. How are you? Hey, Johnny, Johnny there? how are you? Welcome. Yeah, I'm, no, yeah, What's I'm up, man? Cool. Yeah, I was hey, going to say. Um, go ahead, Rory. Yeah, I was, was saying, did you say, see that? Uh, oh, go ahead, Gianni. I'm sorry. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, I was saying. Uh, you know, back, responding to uh, Rory's beginning and opening about the whole border thing. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure you guys saw the Mexican. I really feel like the Mexican president. You know, he's saying all this stuff about how angry it is, and he's not gonna be scared into you know following the rules and things like that. I really think that the Mexican president, the only reason he's mad because he wants to keep sending his garbage and sending it over here to us so it could be our yep. problem so he don't have to deal with his. That's that's the whole point of why the Mexican yep. president yep. is mad because he doesn't want to deal with his garbage. Well, and Johnny, exactly. Yep. Hey, real quick, real quick, Steve, I want to play a quick clip. Actually, go ahead, Steve, and I'll play the clip. Sorry. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on that nobody's talking about uh, a lot of facts a lot of information that nobody wants to talk about not only the uh, illegal immigration crimes that are being conducted on this side of the border but the drug epidemic but what a lot of people are not talking about i'm not hearing it anywhere anywhere is a big part of the mexican economy economy is drug cartel money and these people coming yeah. over to, to the united states they are sending billions back to Mexico. So, you know, that's, you know, you got to look at it from the president's perspective down there. He's making tons of money. He's, he's, he's owned by the cartel. We all know that. He's owned by the cartel. Oh, exactly. Oh, every, oh, Steve, without a doubt, every Mexican president that ever comes into office, the cartel has, the, has, it has them owned 100%. There's no doubt about it. 100%. Hold, that, that's part of the government. The government makes a shit ton of money off the cartel. Yeah, and their mafia, their Mexican mafia that's over here, I'm from California. I was born in Inglewood, Los Angeles. I know exactly what's going on. Hey, they're, they're, yeah. they're, 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 they're uh, drug dealers they got over here. They are sending tons of money back to Mexico. You better believe that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, they are. Oh, and it, it's I mean, and exactly what Trump said, you know, the very first speech he ever made, when Mexico sends its people, they're not sending their best. They're not sending you. They're not sending you. They're sending lots of problems, and they're bringing those problems here with them. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. They're rapists. They're rapists. I assume are good I don't know if you guys – I don't know if you guys know – but Mexico is actually one of the top three most dangerous countries on the planet. 
in oh, Syria. Yeah. Did you guys know that? Oh, yeah. Did you guys know that? Oh, yeah. 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 They kill yeah, people with pleasure over, over there. It's like normal over there for people to get killed every day. Normal. Scary stuff. Scary stuff it's going terrible, on in Mexico, man. man. No one wants to talk. Mm-hmm. No one wants to talk about it. Scary stuff going yeah, on in Sinaloa. Yeah, and you and you know what bothers me? You got the liberal media out there, CNN, playing these Mexico uh, uh, illegals like they're angels, like they're victims, like Trump's treating them like terrible. I mean, grow up seriously. Like they're little children. I mean, fuck. <laughs> I mean, they know they broke the law, and then you know, there's all these people that are pissed off because they had to work their ass off to become legal citizens in this country. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. You think it's just a coincidence that the the liberal politicians are trying to get as many immigrants from the most dangerous places in the world? Syria, Afghanistan, the Middle East, Mexico. (laughs) They hate this I just want to say, I have a video on my uh, Twitter feed, and it was last year, and it's a bunch of, excuse me, it's a bunch of illegal immigrants, okay? And some of them are like children of these illegal parents. And it's outside of a Trump rally, okay? And they're giving the middle finger, cursing off Trump supporters, saying, saying, F Donald Trump with a Mexican flag. See, this is our American flag. That's right. Why are you here? Half of these people don't love this country, they will never assimilate. Mm -hmm. And another thing, I'm so sick of this notion. That all these dreamers, the DACA recipients, are these 14-year-old little, um, you know, sweet schoolgirls. The average age of DACA recipients is 28 years old. Two of them were arrested last week for, for last month for human smuggling. One is arrested almost every other week. I, I'm not saying they're all bad, okay? But no. this notion that, that, that all of these people just love America and it's just, it's really their home. It's not their home, and half of them don't truly love this country. I'm sure some, very few in the percentile, love this country. But many of them don't. They want to take advantage, milk the system. Many of them wanted to get out of the hellholes they're in, yet they're bringing the hellhole with them. They're bringing their, 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 their different culture, their different ethnics. And look, it's, 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 it's hurting real Americans, okay? They're working and they're taking cheaper, cheaper wages so younger Americans can't get work. This is a serious problem. And what Trump did today, which the media is not covering as much as they should, is amazing. He almost, well, I think he basically did, he repealed Obama's catch and release. You know, Obama. He started, he started the process. No more, no exactly. more catch and release, man. No more. I mean, I mean, I mean, what in what world am I living in where illegals come across the border and Obama says, hey, when they come across, just let them out, release them. No, you send them right the hell back. This is insane. I don't know what American would be against this. It's like so basic. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, and if you're just real quick, if you're just joining us, um, I believe I have George uh, C. Landris on the phone. Uh, the founder of uh, Frontiers of Freedom, correct? Yeah, I just joined you. Just joined you. 
Hey, George, how you doing, man? Good to have you on the show. Um, it's a real pleasure. Um, you know, I've I, uh, been wanting to get you on for a few weeks now. It's just there's been some scheduling issues. Um, but uh, everybody, Mike, uh, Gianni, and Steve, my co-hosts, uh, this, is George, this is George. He runs a, uh, a very uh, a well-known political uh, a group out of uh, Virginia. And uh, I, I met you briefly, George, at the uh, conservative conference in Phoenix. Absolutely, I remember. And uh yeah, man, I just I'm I was really excited with what you were doing. You know, I want everybody to hear more about it. it. It's obviously really affecting what's, you know, you're helping what's going on right now. You know, you're you're contributing quite a bit. I mean, there's so many positives to this. Well, you know, it's I think uh conservatism isn't just a political movement it's actually a way to as i see it a way to uh, ex- to make sure people have freedom and opportunity and i think that's what folks really want you know I mean, if you look at the founders what they were yeah. trying to accomplish was to build a society that had freedom and opportunity i think they were pretty successful yeah. and sadly we live in a society where uh, they're often just viewed as a bunch of kind of dead white males that don't know much and um and I, I think as we step further away from the traditions that that allow us to be a nation that's exceptional, a nation where freedom and opportunity uh, thrive, and, and uh, we we become more and more kind of, you know, we return to the mean, as it were. In other words, we become like Europe. And I think that's very unfortunate. Oh, oh, 100%. 100%. And, and here's the thing. You've got all these, you've got all these ignorant liberals out there that don't have the first damn clue and you have them brainwashing all these other people with all of this garbage i mean there is so much there's so much anti-americanism in this country it disgusts me yeah i it is i i I agree i find i mean you know i don't have to believe that america's perfect because we're a country we're a country made up of people and people aren't perfect but america is exceptional and America is a, is a special place in the history of the world when you look at its mission statement. The mission statement for the United States of America is we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they're endowed by the creator of certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Tell me a country who has a mission statement like that. Right. Exactly. Amazing. Exactly, yeah. North Korea. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, theirs is the theirs is the opposite in every way. Um, most countries know, actually probably don't really have. Most countries don't have a mission statement. To be perfectly honest, they're just a geographic boundary that existed for historical reasons. Um, you know, but America is this kind of extraordinary place that has this amazing mission statement, and um, and to be an American means that you subscribe to that mission statement. And uh, and historically, that's what's happened. When people came to America, they came to be a part of that mission statement. It seems now that we have a different kind of – we have people who are actually coming to colonize America for whatever country they came from. And, and that's not really a positive uh, you know, development. And waving their flags and waving their country's flags <laughs> with pride. Like, if they, you know, if they're so proud and have all this joy about their country, go back. We got all these Americans that need these jobs. We have people here that right. actually, you know, you know, love our country. All the entitlement, man. I tell you. 
Yeah. Well, one well, thing that's interesting that's changed with our, the way you do immigration, in 1875, people said, oh, we didn't really have a lot of process for, you know, any, anybody could come. And the answer is, yeah, but we didn't give you anything. We, when you came to America in, in 1875, you got nothing but opportunity. That's it. And, and so you, you right. were attracting a different kind of person. Whereas now we give out this uh, you know, basket of goods that is worth, uh, if you learn how to game the system, can be worth somewhere between thirty-five dollars and $60,000. And if you're coming from a third world country, that's a lot. So you've just radically changed the incentive structure for coming to America. So, so true. 100%, man. So well so said. True. So well said. I think, well, Steve, Rory, you had something to say? Can I say something? Yeah, well, go I ahead, just, Mike. Go ahead, Mike. Like, well, I just want to say, uh, sometimes people yeah. give me a lot of crap for this, but when I say this, and I say it in a nice way. I know it can come off harsh, but I always say, this is our country. It's not everyone else's. If you want to come here, if you truly want to come here and love this country, you have to come legally. And it has to be at a time when your country, you know, wherever you're from, is not war-torn. It's not taken over by radical Islam. We have to look out for our country and our people. You can come yeah. here, but there has to be a limit. You know, we're not this endless, like, like the European Union, where people just come on through. I mean, they're at the pace where, 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 far, where people from other countries are going to outpace them. They're gonna, I mean, there's going to be more than them than Britons, more than them than the French. At some point, you have to get a hold on uh, illegal immigration and, and legal immigration as well. So when I say this is our country, not everyone else's, I don't mean I never want any other immigrant ever to come here. It's just that, hey, for the past 30, 40 years, there, have been a, there has been a massive influx of illegal aliens coming into this country, and many crimes are being committed against the American people – Jobs are being stolen, wages are being decreased, and this is not the interest that, that our politicians should be serving. We should, you know, Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris of uh, California, every uh, time she says something, it's about, uh, it's about oh a Oh, God. It's she about bothers me more than every anyone. Single, yeah, every time she talks, it's about Trump, Trump shouldn't build the wall, illegals should New come into America and be able to vote. This is why Trump won. The priorities need to be set. The American people come first, second, and third. So that's it on that. Yeah, that's a great point, Mike. But we also got to not veer away from the, the true agenda, which is the New World Order agenda, which is a socialism push, and that the war isn't only against, you know, our workforces and our communities. It is against our very culture. That is the, whole, that is the most that's dangerous right. war we're up against right now is the, the New World Order socialist push uh, by these globalists and these elites, which is against our very culture. And, and like George said, against the founding principles of which this republic was founded on. Exactly. Oh, absolutely, 100%. I mean, I mean yeah, I mean, um, and George, George, you were saying something. What were you saying, George? Well, I was going to say, one of the things I find frustrating about um, this entire debate is, um, and, and I, I forget who, because I don't know the voices well enough, but, but, but said it very well 
But what I found interesting in what he was saying is he said, he, he said, you know, I want to make sure this doesn't sound bad. And it's like, and he was just saying that this is America and it is the country of America for Americans. And if you want to come here, then you need to agree that you want to be an American. And, 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 and what I think is interesting was, is that a, a, a generation ago, that would not have been remotely, uh, would not have been remotely controversial. controversial. He would not right. have felt any need to say, I don't want this to sound mean or anything. It would, but all of a sudden, the world we live in today, it is somehow mean. And, and, it's just, and, I, and I think that's sad because there's nothing mean about it. And Ronald Reagan once said, freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. And we don't pass it to our children in the bloodstream. It's fought for, protected, and it's handed down to them for them to do the same. And, you know, and he says, and if we don't do that, one day we will spend our sunset years telling our children what it was like in the United States when men were free. And, and, I, and it's, it's, as, it's as if people don't appreciate that that's true, because that is true. America's not free just because it you know, has a flag with red and white and blue in it. It's free because we stand up for the principles of the, of the, of the Constitution and the founding. Absolutely. 100%. Well said. 100%. Well said. Steve, you wanted to say something on that. What were you saying? No, I, I, I was mentioning, uh, and he's absolutely correct, you know, 10 years ago, when there wasn't all this political correctness, we wouldn't have to apologize to stand up and, and announce our, our, our God-given rights um, at all. But with this political correctness going on, like Mike Zola said, he has to almost put a disclaimer out. It's ridiculous. Sad. Yes, man, it's so true. Yeah, and, and the whole thing with, I mean, you see what's going on in England and, and in London. The Muslims are marching the goddamn streets, taking over the, people, the people's land. And you've got that little midget wimp who I can't stand, that mayor, Sadi Khan, or whatever his name is, <laughs> and he's an enabler of terrorism. That guy is nothing but trouble. But Rory, well, they've, Rory, all sold, I mean, they've all sold out to the New World Order. Everyone knows that. But that's what would have happened if Hillary would have won. That's what, that's what would have happened to America if Hillary would have won. Well, yeah, well, Hillary and Obama both sold out to the New World Order, too. I've got friends in France right now that are talking about these no-go zones that are, are real. Yeah. They've got Islamic no-go zones in France. It's insane. Yeah, they have and they Germany just admitted that they have them too. Finally. Yeah, I mean they have. And you know, Emmanuel, Emmanuel Macron, uh, Angela Merkel, Justin Trudeau up in Canada—they all sold out to the New World Order. They—that's just—that's just a fact. Yep. They've sold their culture they, out. I mean, they literally have spots in Great Britain that are, are governed by Sharia law. I, I mean. I mean, what the what? hell is going on? Crazy. I mean, they have whole communities that are just Islamic communities where the police don't even go in. I mean, it's look, at some point, if you don't have a hold on immigration, your country is going to be taken over. Look at France. Look at Sweden. Sweden is like the rape capital of the country. Rape capital of the world. The yeah. Uh, of the world, sorry, I said country. I, I mean, and look at the media. No one talks about it. 
because the people who are doing the raping are the ones who aren't supposed to be there. It's so disingenuous that it's not covered. Sweden is like a nightmare. If you read anything about yeah. it, it's, it's truly a nightmare. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, um, and, and George, I wanted to, um, I wanted to, you know, get, uh, you know, your, your, your business and, 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 you know, what you do with your company. I wanted you kind of, you know, tell us everything about that. Cause I find it interesting. I was reading a little bit about it. You know, you're, 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 you're doing different things in DC. I know that you, you have a lot of things going on. Sure, sure. Um, just a real quick rundown. Frontiers of Freedom is a, it's a nonprofit organization that was founded by U.S. Senator Malcolm Wallop. He was a, a conservative U.S. Senator from Wyoming. He was a friend and ally of Ronald Reagan's. Um, he was our founder and chairman until his, until his death in, uh, in, in 2011. But he, um, um, you know, basically we're dedicated to the principles of individual liberty, peace through strength, limited government, uh, free enterprise, and, and the values that we see embodied in the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, and the Bill of Rights. That's, that's our, if you will, the things that we're interested in, what we, you know, what we work on. And you know, we obviously believe that freedom is worth preserving, defending, renewing. And um, you know, quite frankly, we, we want to build a robust culture of freedom and opportunity uh, through effective education advocacy. Um, and so we just go and look at different issues. Some of them are regulatory, some of them are tax, some of them are national security based, some of them are environmental based, but, uh, but we try to apply that lens or that, you know, if you will, that analysis to it. And, um, and our goal is to help America achieve what it can be and what it should be as long as it's committed to and devoted to the concepts of freedom and opportunity as opposed to what so much the left seems more focused on. You know, they want to make sure that, that you know, they, they want government to run our businesses, raise our children, run our schools. There's nothing they don't think the government can do well. My experience tells me when I go to the, uh, you know, whether it's the post office or the uh, DMV, the Department of Motor Vehicles, I don't really see a lot to recommend that government's got the all the answers. So I, you know, but yet they they're all confident of that. So it's it's kind of frustrating. Oh, I hear you. Oh, and nothing nothing is more terrifying, and than government control, if you know what I mean. I mean, you see all these countries that have all these. Communist and socialist, uh, you know, uh, oh, oh, you know, control, and it's absolutely absurd. I mean, the, the way they regulate their government and treat their people. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, I, you know yeah. what I mean. We're not subjects; we're citizens. And sometimes people on the mm-hmm. left want to treat us like we're subjects, and they don't want yes. to. They don't. They they want. To, they don't want to govern. They want to rule. Oh, and uh, we we fought we fought a revolution to say make and make clear the point we're not subjects and we will not be ruled. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right on. And, and you know what I've always you know what I've always said, George, is that liberalism, socialism, and communism they're they're all the same. They are all the same. Yeah. It's all evil. It's all government control. It's all wanting authority over the people. Yeah, well, socialism is essentially communism with a smile. 
or, or yeah. sometimes, you know, or some people <laughs> say socialism is is communism with manners, um, you know. But uh, but but the bottom Until line is starting. there's not much difference. Pardon me. No, I said uh, socialism uh, is communism with a smile until you're starving, like they are in Venezuela. Right, right. No, a- absolutely. But I mean, but that's the allure of it. Is is socialists always kind of say, well, we're not like the communists, and that's because they'll smile right, at you right. while they say that. But yeah. but the bottom line is, these people mean to rule, and when when and and you can't accomplish the goals that they have without coercion. That's why coercion is always involved. Because you can't actually accomplish what they intend and hope to, and um, you know, I mean, my agenda isn't to coerce people. My my attitude is, aside from making sure people don't go out and you know, harm other people, you know, like robbing them, taking their property, physically harming them, those kinds of things. My view is, we should, you know, uh, it was Thomas Jefferson who said, "Were we directed from Washington?" When to sow and when to reap, we should soon want of bread, and and that's absolutely correct. And and it, and it's it gets worse than that actually. But the bottom line is, we we need to have a, a you know freedom actually really works well. Yeah, not only that, but everything that government touches it ruins. I mean, just look at look at healthcare. Look at look at yeah. look at education. Look how look how horrible. The quality of healthcare and education has become since government has got involved. Everything they touch, they ruin. Yeah, well, and you know, if you think about yeah. it, it's the incentives that exist. That's why, um, you know, if you if if there was only one place in town to buy a sandwich, and you had to buy your sandwiches there, and there was a government mandate that said if you you, you had to buy your sandwich there, it was the only place in town, and if you didn't buy your sandwich there, you'd be punished. That place probably wouldn't have very good service. That place probably wouldn't be very customer oriented, but we live in a world where you know there's literally scores of places we can choose to eat lunch, and as a result, they're all competing for our attention and for our dollars. And so, as a result, we're in charge. Even though I'm not rich, I'm just one guy. But when I go to a restaurant, you know, it's all about making me happy, and and I think that's the power in a society where freedom exists and where government's not in charge because government is the ultimate, you know, like you don't like the service you get at government. What are you going to do? If government gives you bad service, you can't deny them payment. They're just going to raise taxes. I mean, so they have, they have zero incentive to treat you right and to have you be happy. Yeah. We spoke last week about uh, the quality of healthcare and, and and places uh, that are going downhill really quick. Canada is one of them. Uh, a lot of the people up there, I've got friends up there. I've got friends all over the world that keep me uh, apprised of what's going on on the ground, the, the pulse of the citizens. And, you know, I've got a, a really good Canadian friend up there who's a, a Trump supporter. And he says there's a lot of people, you know, that when they have to have major surgeries and stuff like that, and I think Roy was talking about it too uh, last week, you know, they, they come down here, you know. Yeah, they, that's right. They go elsewhere to get, to get their health care. Yeah. Their health care system works if you have garden variety problems. You know, if you have something that you could just go see a nurse practitioner for, then they can deal with you. But if you if you need surgery, if you have a complicated problem that needs individualized attention, a better go somewhere else because you're not going to do well there. Yeah, I mean, and they and people always say, 
Oh, free, Canada gets free health care. Free health care. No, they don't. They tax the hell out of people up there, and yeah. they don't even get they don't even get the full care, free care like Democrats describe, and people that live in a delusional world here in the U.S. think it's all free. It's not free. Right. Well, you know what they say. If you think health care is expensive now, just wait until it's free. Right. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, oh, nothing. I mean, the, it's it, it's one of those things. I mean, you look at and George, I'm sure you followed this quite well. Uh, the Obamacare disaster. I mean, look how much that put us in massive debt. I mean, it's it's with these Democrats and and with these their health care plans. It 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 only hurts the country, and, and all it does is create this terrible environment where you know private citizens that work hard, you know, don't don't get treated. I mean, some people that are you know not making any money get treated better than people that you know have money and go to. It's ridiculous. But it's designed that way, Roy. It's designed. Yeah, that I way. know. I'm very agenda. aware. I'm very it's, aware, you know, but the. But the premium increase the debt to unsustainable limits. It's it's all right there. It's it's that Obamacare was by design. It's so disgusting. It makes me so upset. And I and I wasn't yeah. trying and to you, contradict you, Roy. It's just that's what it was by design. I know. Yeah, they, oh, I know it was. I, it was a big yeah, setup. Yeah. It, oh, I know it was an all. I know it was a setup. I knew this was a disaster from the get go. There was nothing good coming out of this at all. Ultimately, for them, it was a great trade because they don't actually care about health care for people. And, and when they tell you they do, they're lying. Because you they can are. tell just by the results. What they're interested yes. in is control. And, and so if they – and I learned this when I was on a school board years ago. If given a choice between doing something that would make the education that children receive be superior um, but not empower – the educational establishment or something that actually made it worse but made the educational establishment more powerful, they would always pick the power. They did not give two hoots about the quality of education. And so I learned very early on that, you know, we, we always get puzzled. Why, you know, environmentalists, they're just making things worse. I thought they cared about the environment. What are they doing? Okay. Now there are people out there. We all have friends. That are, I mean, heck, I'm an environmentalist in the sense that I want clean air and clean water, but I'm not right. an environmentalist in the sense that I subscribe to their uh, political agenda. But the reality is, the people in charge of the movement are all about power. If you give them a choice yeah. between something that will fix the and make the the environment cleaner, but not make them powerful, or something that will make the environment worse but makes them powerful. They always pick worse with power, and which, which, which reveals they're not actually interested in the environment very much. And that's my point. Is, and that's the same thing true with medic, medicine. It's true with education. It's true with, with just on down. The agenda of the left is power. And so if you, you, you know, yeah. that's if you un, and when you see them through that lens and stop trying to ask yourself, why are they doing this? Don't they get that they're ruining everything? The answer is 
I mean, I, you know, every coalition is built of different sorts of people. So you have the people at the top that know what they're doing, and they're the real bad actors. But then you have a certain group of people that are kind of just useful dupes. They actually do want a clean environment, and for some reason they think the government's going to give it to them. And they're just being used. And I understand those folks. But, you know, but, but my point is when I say the left, I don't just mean everybody who's you know, ever voted for someone on the left. I'm talking about the leaders of the movement, the Nancy Pelosi's, you know, the, the Hillary Clinton's. These, the Barack Obamas, the Valerie Jarrett's, they totally get what they're doing. Yeah, it's a long list, sadly. It's a very long list. Well, what I used to say was, what I used to say was, what I used to say was, I said this last show, that, you know, years and years ago, there was a Democrat party that had good intentions, but their policies resulted in trash terrible it was terrible policies the democrat party today knows their policies are trash but that is their intentions their intentions are communism the democrat party today is pushing communism cultural marxism they do not care yes there are some democrat voters who you know are clueless and think that you know free college is the easiest thing to do you know it's not even they actually believe that but the truth is, the Democrat Party with JFK, you know, back, 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 you know, there were, there were, you know, intentions, but the policies just weren't good. You know, the results weren't good. Now the Democrat Party has just gone full far left, and they know what they're doing, and they don't care. That's the difference I see. And, and yet, and, and Mike, I want to touch on that real quick. I mean, you look at all the money wasted by, the, by them, and you look at all the money they've pocketed, because you know when they're brainwashing their sheep, their liberal um, uh, voters, they're saying, oh, this is this great thing. You guys are going to get all of this free. You're going to be taken care of. It's all a game. It's all a scam. And, it's, I mean, the, 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 the fact that just so, you know, so many people in society have bought into it, it's a very sad, sad existence. And, I mean, you, you just – you look at this, and it's one of those things where the fact that it's been, it's been going on for so long, and, you know, people still believe the Democrats. Democrats are still elected. I mean, it's, it's sad. I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a crook party for the most part. I mean, 95% of it, you got five, you know, you got 5% of those Democrats that, you know, are go both ways. But that's so rare these days. You don't see a JFK Democrat anymore. Oh, oh yeah, he could not possibly not. get elected his own party today. Oh, he'd be a conservative in this, in this situation today. Right. Yeah, there's some Republicans that are today to the left of, of JFK where he was in, say, 1963. Absolutely. Oh, oh yeah. It's, it, 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 it's unbelievable. It's, but the way the George, the way it's the way it's formed, and the way they, you know, I mean, there's all these there's all these corrupt deals going on. I mean, we know this that you know it, it's with gun control, it, it, whatever their agenda is, health care, uh, you know, talking about you know elite, getting illegals to stay in the country for their votes. It's always something. I mean, and it, or you know, it's it, and it, it's so. It's so anti-American in every single way possible. 
everything they stand for. And I, and I, and I can't grasp and I can't fathom. And I, and I, I get in, I get into it with liberals all the time because I can't understand their fantasy land ideology. It makes no rational sense to me. You know, it's just, it, if you look at Venezuela and you look at these countries that are suffering, isn't that an example for these people? I mean, do they not see it? It's re, it's like he's talking to a brick wall. Brainwashed. Right. Sa- well, know, you, we have a, yeah, we have hundreds of years of history. George talked about uh, you know, some of our Republicans being farther to the left than uh, JFK, and what's really yeah. scary is they are running they are running our party right now. Our Speaker of the House, you know, whether it's Paul Ryan or Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham or John McCain, Jeff Flake, uh, you know, they're all. They all have sold us out. I mean, and you know what? Here's the thing. Here's the thing that nobody talks about. If Martin Luther King was alive today, he would be a conservative. He would be a Trump supporter. If John F. Kennedy were alive today, he was a Republican. Oh, he was. Oh, yeah, but but the Democrats like. Yeah, I know, but the Democrats like to claim MLK was one of was was in their party. They're delusional. But if JFK was alive today as well, <laughs> he would he would be a Trump supporter. Absolutely. Yeah, Martin Luther King was a Republican. He was arrested by Democrats and ultimately murdered by yep. Democrats. Yeah. Well, also, if you look yeah. at his message, he talked about personal responsibility, and he, you know, he he wasn't into all the um, kind of, of just, character. Yeah, it was great. He was amazing. Yeah, I mean, it was a very different message than what you hear from the Al Sharptons of the world today. So um, he was for everybody. Yeah, um, and, and it seems like you know, Al Sharpton's yeah, his, message is white people suck. Blame white people for everything and make money. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, he doesn't like white people, and he really doesn't like Jews. <laughs> um, Who does? You know, it? And it's just Who? Uh, Mr. Uh, Sharpton. Um, he's oh, uh, Sharpton. All about oh, yeah, it's, it's okay. not the Sharpton. It's, yeah. Al Sharpton's it's a raving, Del- raving anti-Semite. Obama. It's all of them. And here's the thing, George. And everybody, everybody, they're still the liberal network still praise Sharpton. You see Sharpton with the the Stephon Clark. Now Stephon Clark's brother is playing the victim. First of all, Stephon Clark should have stopped running, should have stopped, dropped what was in his hand, and should have put his hands up in the air like a nor like a citizen would if a cop is telling you what to do. And that could have all been prevented. And now there's all this Black Lives Matter gibberish. It's just complete nonsense. Right. I mean, one of the things I find frustrating is that they, like I was talking today with a fellow who is a former cop and he's the uh, president of a, of a, you know, retired uh, police officers organization. He trains cops and he was in a situation one time where um, he walked out of a building and there were cops uh, in the alley and they told him to stop and to raise his hands and he said, it. he says, you know, I didn't walk up to him and say, guys, relax. I'm a former cop. He said, I put my hands up. And when they came up to me, I said, I'm a former cop. I'll be okay, but go ahead and check me out and everything. They did, and then he was okay. But, you know, if he'd rushed towards them, uh, waving his uh, cell phone in his Everybody hand like knows. it was a gun, he might have been shot. Yep. You know, it's a, you, you got to – the policemen don't know. They're not bad. They simply – 
they don't know what your intentions are, and they have to assume the worst because they've they've actually buried some of their buddies. <clears throat> and and here's the thing, though: to go home to too. People think oh, that yeah. police like they're like these like weird like they just hate people and they just want to kill people. P- police have families they want to go home to, and they keep burying their partners. You know their their um, you know their other other uh, people that work with them because there is a war on police right now. It is so clear. I mean, look what happened in Dallas, Texas. Five police murdered. Lives matter, thug. Because that's what he was. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm so sick of all these people blaming police on Brain everything. thugs. And, 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 and the thing that bothers me is when there's one case, one case where the cop did do the wrong move, jump too fast, whatever, the right will say, oh, he, should, he, he shouldn't have done that. Let's take him to court and do the right thing. And then the, 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 the um, police officer will lose his job and go to jail, right? But when every other instance, it's where a criminal or, a, you know, a punk resists arrest, attacks the cop, even punches the cop, tries to tackle him, steal his gun. The, the Black Lives and Matter the and these white gun. liberals are running around screaming, you know, cops are racist. I mean, it just right. is a war on cops right now, and they have families to go home to. It must be horrible to be a police officer right now. It must be horrible. Your listeners, yeah. you know, your listeners don't know, but I'm a white guy, and I can guarantee you, if a if I walked up to a policeman, uh, physically assaulted him, tried to take his gun from him, and then discharged his gun in that process, and then I charged him again, I'm going to get shot. And it has it's not because I'm it's not because I'm white. It's because he's thinking to himself, this guy wants to kill me. I've taken multiple steps that suggest. I intend to do him harm, and he has he has a a right to stop me from doing that. Right, exactly. Hey, hey, I do, I do um, yeah, exactly. I do I do want to play a clip real quick. It's it's a minute clip. It's a minute clip. One minute. It's uh, and this doesn't help things. And I'm sure you guys all heard uh, what the, what he said. And it's obviously giving the black community more ideas, and it just it totally d- divides everything. But I'm going to play it. Uh, bear with me. Uh, one three. I'll, I'll I'll be honest with you. I've uh, here lately grown. Uh, I'm beginning to lose confidence in the Trump administration. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I I don't know what is what, do you what think, is it? yeah what do you think of that JC uh, I think it's actually a great thing and here's why I think that what he's forcing people to do is have com- conversation and, and and people to band together and work together and like you can't really address something that's not revealed he he's bringing out an ugly side of America that we wanted to believe was gone, and it's still here, and we still got to deal with it. And we have to have the conversation. We have to have tough conversation. We have to talk about the N-word, and we have to talk about why oh uh, white God. men are so privileged in this country. I completely agree. We don't need any more evidence. I mean, is he a racist? Is he not a racist? Yeah. I'm telling you, you're having a debate over whether a guy is a racist. Chances are that guy's a racist. Yeah. <laughs> 
Jesus Christ, David Letterman. I mean, David He's Letterman and Jay Z do. <laughs> I I'm lost for words. No. I mean, you got you got two. You, you got David Letterman with his long beard that goes down to his chest, <laughs> and you got Jay you got Jay Z right across from him, trying to race bait and trying to divide America more than it already is. Well, if we've learned David one Letterman. thing, if we weren't, if we learned one thing since President Trump's uh, historic presidency, it's that going on national TV and bashing him. Makes you a lot of money just him. and gets a it lot of ratings. It. it just helps Trump more. And that's what I said from day one. You know, I was with Trump from day one. I went to every single rally here in Arizona. Uh, I, was, I, I mean, I've been an unbelievably uh, dedicated, obsessed fan. I think he's the greatest thing on earth. And here's the thing. Every time, I, I said this from day one, every time somebody would insult Trump, or go after him, he would just get more popular, and more people would like him more yeah, and more. Uh, he, could ne- he could never lose. Trump is invincible. Nobody can take him down. He's a machine. Yeah, I think... But before honestly, he ran for president, no one was saying he was a racist. In New York City, exactly. Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton held an event where Trump donated yep. um, you know, hundreds of thousands yep. of dollars to Harlem Youth Center's and they're praising yep. him as helping the black community. And Harlem at that time yep. was just this was horrible, just terrible. It was a war. Sure, Ellis, I mean, Ellis, Ellis Island bad. award with uh, Rosa Parks and Muhammad Ali go on yeah. forever. Yeah, exactly. Like I they mean, all the list goes it. on. Exactly. And then, and then as soon as he runs for president and yeah. says stuff about you know Mexicans, which he was talking about illegal aliens, and he ran as a yeah. Republican. He was the biggest racist since Adolf Hitler. It, it's just so, it's just so disingenuous. And David Letterman, by the way, hasn't been relevant in years, and he's just a typical <laughs> late night host. What does he have? That lame show on Netflix? Nobody he's watches. Got some Netflix David show, Letterman. yeah, left wing Netflix, yeah. Yeah. Hey, do you guys, David do you guys know that? Uh, do you guys know that Trump dated a black woman in between marriages? Yep. Yes, I do. Yeah, I've lots of pictures yeah. of it. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. And David this Letterman. Whole, it, the whole thing's ridiculous. And Xenophobe, racist, Russia. And and when each it. one doesn't work, they'll move to something different. That's It's, it's just, you know, the cat's but out of just, the bag. The cat's out of the bag. I was just saying, that David left. Letterman, he's a typical late-night host, just like Jimmy ratings. Kimmel, who I can't stand Without right ratings. now. Yeah. That's right. Jimmy Fallon, all these guys, their whole show, Stephen Colbert, Literally, their whole hour show, or however long it is, Conan, their their whole Trump show jokes. is anti-Trump. All it is is yeah. anti-Trump. Now Jimmy Kimmel has has gone even lower. I didn't think it was possible go, to go lower, but Jimmy Kimmel has Disrespecting now disrespecting our first lady. Yeah. That's right. He has now mocked Melania I, I, Trump's accent while she was reading a children's book to a bunch of kids on Easter. Yeah, that's what yeah. the left is. Yeah, well, there's a demographic. Gonna... There's, demogra- there's a demographic that these uh, talk show hosts have, have cornered that is literally not going to leave. It's making them rich. Um, you know, they, I think they all know deep down inside that this is one of the most successful presidents in history. Yep. But because yep. of the demographic they yep. cornered, that's making them rich. They're just going with it. 
and and you see, you basically hey, see you who they work for. Those networks. I mean, those networks are all liberal. They have to be told what to say, what to do. It's all a script. Yeah, pretty much. Hey, Rory. Yeah, go ahead, Johnny. Sorry. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, just to add, I really believe, you know, because like like everybody was saying, before all these people that are coming out, all these celebrities that are coming out, oh, Trump is a racist. He's this. He's that. They were all friends of this guy. I mean, and you're a black Trump supporter. Party. I mean, tell everybody you're a black Trump supporter, and you know he's not a racist. Yeah, I know he's not a racist. And look, everybody always came to his parties. When he held a party, every celebrity that's now calling him a racist would be at his parties. The whole thing, I believe, right. is corruption and money. Just like Weinstein and Clinton, Hollywood yep. celebrities are basically – with the Democratic Party, and they're exchanging money with each other, and that's why they all have to have the same script and say he's racist because they're all intertwined together. That's the whole point. They know he's racist. They just want to – it's just corruption. And they want to do this because they know that Donald Trump is woken up and he's actually going to take America back to his greatness. He's going to take it from the socialist agenda, and they want to stop that. So they're going to use the highest platforms on on the highest mountains as they can, and that's the whole point of it. And, and you know, Johnny, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. Real quick, real quick, I just want to say, real quick, George, I just want to say, Gianni, Jay Z was at parties of Trumps and in photos, and so was David Letterman. David Letterman would have Trump on his exactly. show all the time and would hug him and stuff, and would go hang out with him like in 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 clubs and in restaurants and stuff. So this is it's so weird. But go, George, you were saying something. Go ahead. <laughs> Well, what I was going to just say is um, I think David Letterman said that um, if we're having a discussion about whether you're a racist, you're obviously a racist. So I want to open up a new topic, which is do you think David Letterman's a racist? Exactly. And just having yeah. that discussion, prove, by his own logic, just having that discussion would prove that he is a racist. He's a Nazi. Yes. Yeah, let's, oh, he, let's have a... that discussion because, borrowing his logic, if if we're having that discussion, he, it must be the truth to it. That's right. Yeah, and if and, and if you think about George, I don't, I don't know how much you've looked into this, but I was going to ask you about this because I'm very curious. You know, I believe a lot of these Hollywood elites, and I, and I'm actually almost certain that these Hollywood elites and all these politics, these these political figures. They have all these different underground meetings and all these different things that people don't know about, basically telling these celebrities what to say, basically paying them under the table, doing a bunch of shady different activities. I mean, uh, would you say that's pretty fair to say? I mean, accurate? Well, um, I suspect that it is because if you listen to the words they use, it's clear they're all reading from the same sheet music. And um, Yeah, and. Uh, it's not that every actor is stupid, but a lot of them aren't really that bright, and you can tell that because as no. soon as you know they always look good on the movie screen and they're reading someone else's lines, but as soon as you get on a show where they're talking their own words, they sound like oh my gosh, you know they're an idiot, and and so uh, when they go on, it's safe to assume that for a lot of them, not all of them, but for a lot no, of them, they are yeah, reading lines them. that someone has given them because that's what they're good at. They're good at delivering a yeah. line. 
Yeah, because it's like a robot. It's, I mean, they all sound the same, George. You're absolutely right. It's like a, it's a script. It's a script. It's, it's not even, like, it's not even authentic, genuine wording coming out of these celebrities' mouths. It's absolutely scripted and cliche and nonsense, to, to be honest. That's the truth. I mean, I don't know how else to, it's, it's ridiculous. Steve, you were saying something. That's why I'm glad that people like Roseanne is coming in, you know, and bringing the, a Republican uh, point of view, you know, to Hollywood and movies and TV and things in that yep. nature. Like, I really believe that we need, because, you know, like, Rory, you know me, you know, I'm, you know, I love acting, you know, I'm into film yeah. and all that. You're a director. And I believe that. I'm, you're directing a yeah, movie director, right now. Tell everybody you're directing a movie. Yeah, I have, I'm also directing a movie right now, and that and that's what the biggest things I feel like we need to bring conservatives that have that uh, that film gene in them or have that gifting. We need to bring a point of view that I believe that will open people's eyes and say, "Hey." You watch right. all the Hollywood movies, celebrity movies and everything on the left side. Well, let me show you something from the right. So let me show you a family that's living yeah. in uh, middle America or a family in rural America and how yeah. they're struggling, a family in West Virginia or Virginia, how they're struggling to make ends meet. And then you, right. but you, you know, you got, you got your big houses and you got your big fences around gated communities and all this other stuff. You're not seeing what's going on out of, out of that community, and you need to look at that. Right, and that's what these celebrities yeah, kind of, and kind of what, what Rose yep. Bar just did. Yeah. yeah, and here's the, here's the thing about that. I want to touch up on that Rose on Bar uh, situation real quick. You talk about a woman that hasn't been, you know, around for a while, and all of a sudden she comes back, and it's a pro-Trump show, and it breaks all the records. What does that tell you? America loves Trump. Yeah. And we're sick of all these left-wing shows night after night, day after yes. day. Netflix, yes. Amazon, I think Allen, Cable. I think Tim Allen's show might be coming back. I heard something about it. I would love to. What? I think it's called Last Man Standing. Tim yeah, that's Allen. called Tim yeah. Allen. Oh, yeah. Tim Allen, yeah. Yeah. yeah so, and it was so, doing very well. It was canceled, but not oh, because it was well. doing yeah, poorly. It was doing great, yeah. It's doing amazing. Hey, but I think, I think Americans, not, and I'm not just talking about us on the right, because I'm on the right, and obviously I'm a Trump guy. So when I'm talking about all of, you know, people in the middle, people who maybe like Trump but aren't as much into politics as we are, or, you know, people who are just in the middle, you know, straight up. Most Americans are sick and tired of all these resist marches, anti-Trump marches, anti-Trump shows, anti-Trump late-night hour jokes about Trump, propaganda, making fun of his hair, all this crap, night after night, plus the media. People are waking up. People, people are pissed, man. They're saying, wait a minute. The guy was duly elected as president of the United States. He is our president. Let's start showing him some respect. And I think that's what's going on. People are just tired of this left-wing propaganda, this cultural Marxism that they just constantly push out on our airways. Well, yeah. it's also on. It's also on the right too. I mean, don't 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 kid yourself, guys. Fox News is is primarily propaganda. I mean, since Trump, 
you know, Trump initially, uh, you know, announced a $50 billion uh, tariff on China goods. And uh, since they retaliated, you know what he did? He said, okay, I'm going to implement another $100 billion tariff. And, and you know what? You hear it on Fox News all day, every day since then? Oh, he's going to start a trade war. No, he's not. He knows exactly what he's doing. I'm excited. When he when when I heard that he he's going to implement another additional hundred billion dollar tariff, I was ecstatic. I was smiling. I said, "That's the guy I voted for. That's the man I Absolutely. voted for." No president yeah. has ever dealt with trade like this. No president has even attempted to go against China in this trade war. Everyone says trade war. He knows Trump exactly what he's trade doing. War. I Everyone, guarantee you, it's going to work out in our favor. Guarantee of you. Of course. You know, it's the art of the deal. He's the master. He knows exactly what everyone, he's doing. Yeah. Everyone always says Trump is going to start a trade war. Wake up, guys. We've been in a trade war for 30 years against China, Vietnam, Japan, uh, you know, every other country, the European Union. And we've been getting screwed year after year with billions and billions of dollar trade deficits. And, and it's just we haven't been fighting. Now we have a president who is actually fighting. He already withdrew from TPP. He's renegotiating NAFTA. He might scrap the whole thing. He already – they never talk about this, but Trump already renegotiated the disastrous Obama uh, trade deal with South Korea. And Trump, he, he fined China and Canada $2 billion for illegal trade practices. So this is a president who has done the most on trade in our lifetimes. And watch what he's going to do with Mexico. Watch. He's already pulled out, no pun intended, he's already pulled out the trump card with Mexico when he talked about renegotiating NAFTA. As soon as they heard that, <laughs> that caravan stopped immediately. Yep. He's oh, going to yeah. strangle them with trade. Put, as, as soon as he announced that NAFTA renegotiation and the National Guard to the border, guess what? That carrier van disappeared. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it sure did. There's no doubt about it. And, um, yeah. and, and here, here's the thing. I want to play um, – give me one second. I wanna, I'm going to play a clip in a, in a second here of what Trump said earlier today. But, but that, that – that, uh, I mean, you saw how quickly he dealt with that. You're absolutely right, Steve. I mean, he saw those people coming to the border. He, they turned around really quick. Yeah, absolutely. Um, hey, George. Yes, sir. Are you still there? Yes, I am. Okay, I do want to ask you. Yeah, I can hear you very well. So I do want to ask you, George, so – like, you know, with how how often are you getting involved in, in some of the Washington, you know, different different legislations and, and stuff like that? Are you uh, are you doing different, you know, projects uh, in D.C. right now? Because I know you said you were, you know, visiting there quite a quite a bit. You're right, yeah, I mean, you're right I mean, next uh, to there. You're right next to there. Right, right, right. Our offices are right outside yeah. of D.C. Um, but yeah. um, so I try to if you will, encourage, educate, whatever verb you want to use, uh, the, the uh, Congress to 
to, to adopt a real freedom agenda, a, a limited government agenda, uh, you know, and, and so I'm constantly working on, on various things, and obviously with uh, mixed success at times because they are often, uh, you know, too committed to big government and, and stuff. But, but, you know, whether it was the tax cut or whether it was opposing the omnibus bill, um, things like that, you know, we work on. You know, we're concerned about, uh, you know, the example is the you look at the internet and and net neutrality and all that was was a, a power grab an attempt to use language because who, who could be against neutrality and and then to use words carefully so as to put government in charge so that they could become censors and, Just like and the they use is, assault weapon that word assault anything can be used for assault but they try to like label label it right. like it's, yeah and, I have some assault yeah. screwdrivers in my garage and and an assault <laughs> hammer. And an assault lug yeah. wrench too. Um, you know, you could put that word in front of it if you want, I suppose. But, um, I at the store, it's, so beat that. As you were, as you were saying, George, dangerous. Yeah. Well, my point though is, um, so we're we work a lot in Washington to try to get Congress to do the right thing. Sometimes it's by writing articles. Sometimes it's by uh, meeting with them face to face. Sometimes it's by uh, you know, we've actually run some ads and tried to kind of beat them up a little bit for bad votes, those kind of, you know, punish bad behavior, if you will. <laughs> um, whatever. I mean, there's all kinds of things that we will try to do to uh, encourage a an approach that says freedom and liberty matter. Um, there's a natural tension as the size of the government grows, the size of liberty shrinks, and, um, and, and to help them kind of understand that and, and to vote accordingly. And in all honesty, they're doing certain things, and it's not as if they're completely failing. It's just I would like to see us move at a faster pace. And, um, you know, they've, they've passed some decent bills, and then they bog down the Senate because the majority in the Senate is so thin, thin that they can't get the, the, you know, the votes to move it. So it's frustrating because um, you know, one or, you know, like look at the uh, Obamacare repeal thing. You had one or two Republicans who bailed on us, and it goes because the margins are too thin. We really need to make sure we send reinforcements to Washington and that these are rock-ribbed uh, senators that are committed to freedom. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. That's amazing. Hey, George. No more riders. George, this is Steve Emery with Bikers for Trump. I'm, I'm in Arizona right now. I was uh, on one of the first live telephone town hall meetings with Tom Fitton of Judicial Watch yesterday morning, and uh, I had no idea how many open lawsuits they had against the federal government and FOIA requests right now, but it's many times more than I thought. And one of the subjects we were talking about with Tom Fitton, president of Judicial Watch, was uh, election integrity. Is that something you're also looking at, George? Absolutely. We do some of that on our um, – we we have some media uh, efforts in that. We just – this week we're talking about that on one of the programs I was uh, involved with. And, and an example would be even in Texas that's, that the state at least is, you know, red or, you know, conservative, it has pockets where they're not. And you have a county, Harris County, yep. which is a prohibiting group. Yep, they will not release their records, and so it's impossible to check to see if they've been removing people who they know for a fact were not 
allowed to vote because they weren't citizens, and they will not allow that to be looked at. So, um, when, you know, when, when you're covering something up, there's usually a reason. And uh, but but this is you know this is a problem in California. You have literally, um, you know, the way they have motor that, voters. Counties that have more voters on the voting roll than they have eligible voters in those counties. It's, it's all over the place. Right. It's crazy. Exactly. And and people can say things like, well, but there's no evidence that those people are actually voting. And the answer is, it may not be them that votes. I've seen voter fraud. I've been. A, a poll watcher during elections, and I'm not talking about in third world countries. I'm talking about in the United States of America, and I've watched the routines and the ways the left can do it. They're pretty clever, and they have good ways of w when you have extra names on the rolls, they have ways to make sure that someone votes those names for them, and that's why you have to have clean voting records so that, you know, you don't have an extra couple hundred thousand votes per county that can be cast by people that have no right to vote or who are voting twice or have paid for people to go in and vote. In some cases, that's what they do all day long. They're, they go from precinct to precinct with a new set of names and a new um, you know, persona so they can go in and vote for that person. And they do that all day long, and then at the end of the day, they get their big payday. George, I got one more question for you. We talk about it a lot on the Roy Sauter show. Question of, um, you know, Jeff Sessions, whether uh, whether it's incompetence or is he part of the deep state? Could you give us your take on Jeff Sessions? Yes, please. Yeah, my, yeah. Now I've known him for a while, and I've always kind of thought well of him, and he was one of the first people to support Trump. So I doubt he's part of the deep state, but I do think that he has, um, um, I. He is getting advice from the deep state, and he is following that advice. To well, it, seems like a, it seems like a, seems like a total puppet to Rosenstein. It seems like Rosenstein right. calling the shots. Yeah, and, I, and Rosenstein, in my eyes, is a villain. You look at what he's been involved in. This guy is a villain. And I don't think that Jeff Sessions has figured this out yet. He thinks that the guy's a, a straight shooter and giving him wow. good advice. And basically, it's like uh, he's going to Satan and getting advice from Satan. Just a, it's uh, a bad pro – but, but in general, I will tell you this, though. If you, if you look at, at um, Jeff Sessions' career – He's been a stand-up yeah. conservative his whole life. So I, my point yeah. isn't to suggest to you that th – I, I don't think he has bad intentions, but I do think that lots of things that are going on here, I just shake my head and go, come on, you got to step out of the, the here. And, and you – you know, he was a U.S. attorney. He doesn't need – he should be able to spot bad advice when he sees it and not follow it and, um, you know – this is an example why we have to clean house, too, because every time we put our people in at the top, there's an entire huge army of people who are trying to stop them and uh, make it so they can't do what they were sent there to do. You see that now happening with uh, Scott Pruitt. Pruitt got approval for some of the things. That, right. And, and it's just, and it's the deep state. It's the people at the EPA who don't like what he's doing, and they're trying to find a way to make it so he can't do it. And and just, so we have to like clean house, as I see. President Trump. Hey, we all yeah, know that a, James Comey and Mueller, and uh, you know even Rosenstein got a questionable background, and a lot of uh, 
uh, cases they've been involved with. We we all know there's a lot of corruption in their past cases. Uh, what do you? How do you feel about Christopher Ray? If you don't mind me asking. Um. Yeah, I don't have a strong sense of him. Um, he has at times um, done things that I thought were the right thing to do, and he was, you know, showed a, a modicum of courage. And other times, I've scratched my head and wondered. Um, Trump appointed him, uh, and um, he hasn't done. I mean, let's put it this way: he's not in the same class as people like uh, Comey, for example. Uh, you know, okay. but I don't. But I don't know that he is what we need to get the FBI fixed. What happened during the right, Obama yeah. years is is the DOJ and the FBI went from being law enforcement, rule of law organizations, and they became a set effectively um, political uh, operations. And they were weaponized to go after the enemies of the administration. Um, and you know that element it, still it exists there, and it and it's going to be pulled out by the roots. It's going to take someone with a lot of tenacity and, quite frankly, a real willingness to make some enemies. And I do not know that that man is is uh, Mr. Ray. And it's not only the IC, the intelligence community, and the DOJ, but look at the IRS. Look at Lois Lerner. There's many agencies oh, that were weaponized, absolutely yeah, weaponized. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even, even places like the EPA, and, I mean, it was amazing what they weaponized. I mean, they weaponized anything they could. If they could have weaponized the Census Bureau, they would have. They they certainly probably corrupted it. George, I really appreciate your feedback on that. Thank you so much. Sure. George, what I really want to ask you. Obama corrupted the whole government. Obama corrupted the whole damn government. He weaponized the whole government is what he did. Him and all his cronies against Donald Trump. Here's what here's what I want to George. Here's what I really want to ask you, and and this is important. This is very important because I've always this was always my thought. You know, I always knew from day one. Ever since Trump walked down that escalator, he made that first speech. He was running for president. I knew he was going to win. And one of my (laughs) one of my first thoughts was. He's going to hire Rudy Giuliani as attorney general. There's going to be two, two, two tough New Yorkers in there that nobody's ever going to mess with. And Rudy Giuliani will shit down anybody's neck. We know that. He's, he's, a, yes, he's, a all he business kind of, he's an all-business kind of guy. And what I don't understand is, you know, it, does Jeff Sessions have a lot of fear? Because guys like Giuliani and Gowdy would be all over these cases right now, opening them. But Jeff Sessions, I don't know about Gowdy. Oh, I don't. Uh, yeah, maybe uh, I don't know. Maybe you. Maybe you're right. But let, but I know Giuliani would be all over all of these cases. And like you talked about, uh, you, you know, Sessions is being advised by Rosenstein, and that's not good. We know Rosenstein is involved with a lot of corruption. I mean, that's a, a given. Um, so at the same time, you know, and I talked about this on my show before, George, when does Trump draw the line? You know, I know the loyalty to Sessions, because Sessions was one of the first people that publicly supported him, but there, you know, Trump isn't going to let Sessions just, you know, drag on forever and not open any cases when there's clear evidence for Hillary Clinton. We need grand juries and we need indictments. That's what I want. Right. I agree. I would argue, um, I don't disagree with anything you said. I think you're right on on all that. But this is what I would say. Um, 
I think firing Jeff Sessions now, what, what that does is that puts that makes the acting attorney general Rod Rosenstein, uh, and, yeah, and he know, would yep. be the acting yep. attorney oh, general until such time as the Senate would would vote on his replacement. And you know that that ain't going to happen w- once they know they've got that. So that someone like, um, well, you, you know, just Chuck Schumer is going to make sure there is no vote. He'll block it any way he can, and it'll drag it out. And so then, so. I, I'm not saying that as necessarily defense of everything, but I'm not sure we want to go from that to Rod Rosenstein being in charge because um, kind of I, I, I view him as place, part huh? of the problem. He's definitely not part of the solution. Now, well, George, what would be your – oh, go ahead. Another Noah. thing is – sorry, brother. Another thing is simply – I mean, obviously, they'll block, 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 and obstruct. Seriously. If Trump fires Sessions right now, I'm not exaggerating. I'm telling you, there will not be a confirmation till like, Trump's reelection at this point. Do you know how many people are still not confirmed in Trump's right. cabinet? I mean, it is He's only had 30 percent. He's only had 30 percent approved. And the guy's yeah, been well, president he... for two friggin' years almost. It's ridiculous. Right. I mean, this is treasonous. Yeah, it's pretty Some bad. Um, I, I agree. It's 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 pretty bad stuff. And I think um, I hope the public's paying attention because they ought to take out their wrath on the Democrats and they ought to boot them out of office because they're behaving in a way that is really Peter. unprecedented. If you look at it, normally what happens is the president gets his cabinet, the president gets his political appointees and uh, they. And, and they're just not giving him anybody, and it's it's not as if he's picked a bunch of, um, you know, people who aren't qualified. They just won't vote on him. It's despicable. It's despicable because they hate this man. They want him out, and they do not want to put in place the people Trump selects because they know those people will most likely push Trump's agenda, which is against everything they believe. Chuck Schumer. What he's doing, obstructing and just blocking everything, is despicable behavior. Chuck Schumer needs to go. This guy has been in Congress since the 70s. Enough. I'm so sick of these people. They hate this president, and Americans need to rise up and give Donald Trump a a Republican-controlled Congress that isn't filled with leeches and rhinos that don't support our president that don't push yeah. his agenda but push the left we need to get real people in there with balls that really support donald trump not the left and the establishment right. well we how need 60 ironic, votes in the senate ironic, to do business you gotta have 60 that, votes uh, how ironic is it that the Mueller probe is investigating first russia collusion and have only come to find out that the collusion was with the dnc and the hillary campaign with russia and also now they've now they've uh, switched it over since that turned out to be a, a hoax now they've switched to obstruction and the obstruction has been found to be against president trump <laughs> How ironic. you can't make it up you can't make it up yeah well this is all projection uh, what they're really doing is they've accused trump of doing everything that they either did do or tried to do and failed Exactly. Absolutely. And are still trying, oh, yeah. by the way. 
it, 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 and it's one of the, it's one of those things. I want to, I want to stay on this topic, but real quick, I want to play up. It's just a minute clip, but I want to. This was on Fox News earlier, and this is how ridiculous. Um, the now they're in a new privilege category. So now they're talking about Christian a school, George Washington University, is now protesting against Christianity privilege. And I quote, Christianity privilege. Listen to this. You cannot make this shit up. Unbelievable. All right. In his farewell address, President George Washington, our first president, emphasized the importance of religion and morality in the survival of the republic. That's us. Now imagine you attend George Washington University in Washington, D.C., and you are holding a seminar now and attending one that's called Christian Privilege in America. Privilege. Well, student wow. Abigail Marone of the class of 2019 isn't holding her tongue. She's upset about it, wants to share her experience. They're actually offering this. How to identify it and deal with Christian privilege in America? Abigail, what are you, what's your thoughts on this? Yeah, so the Multicultural Student Services Center has held a lot of trainings throughout the year. Um, they've they are holding one on reproductive justice. They've held one on white privilege, male privilege. But this one I found particularly Uh-oh. shocking because it is a university-endorsed seminar ass. held by a diversity professional, not a student faith leader, trying to tell Christians how to live out their relationship with God. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, Christian privilege. Did you tell that to the Coptic Christians in Syria when they were beheaded? Christian privilege, as they were just kicked out of Iraq in mass or killed? Christian privilege uh, in Libya and Nigeria. Where, where does the Christian privilege come from, and why do they need a course to identify it? What's the, what's the objective? You know, that is what is so shocking to me, is that G- George Washington University prides itself in preparing their students for the global community. Yet with this seminar, they are demonstrating a complete lack of understanding for Christianity in the global community. They're not taking into account the Christians today in modern times, who are beheaded or persecuted for exercising their faith. And they're certainly demonstrating a lack of understanding for what it's like to be a Christian, even in America or on college campuses. So I guess they want to work a strategy to combat this Christian privilege that we're all uh, wallowing in. They also offer a course in able body privilege. How dare the able body act so cocky? Well, the problem with these (laughs) diversity trainings is that they are not meant to foster an open dialogue. If you attend the diversity trainings and you have a different view than any other person teaching the, the sessions, you're demonized or shamed. And that's the problem with the training. Do you expect backlash from your appearance tonight? Um, I wouldn't be surprised. For $76,000, you should be allowed to say whatever you want. It's one exactly. of the most expensive schools in the country. Also very prestigious, but I find this disturbing. Abigail, thanks for having the courage to stand up, and good luck when you graduate in 2019. Thank you for having me. Can you guys Can you believe that? Can I touch this? Wow. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I'm speechless. Lots of words. All right. Well, I, I, I don't have a loss of words because this uh, pissed me off the other day. So I've calmed down a little bit. So let me get this straight. First, we have white privilege. Okay. Now we have Christian privilege. So white Christians... All of us just must be, I mean, I just must, I must be this rich millionaire that just nothing can touch me. This is absurd. I am so sick. This, look, look, see, and this is it. I hate talking about race, but the left makes me talk about race. 
It's okay to be one. Yeah. It's simply who you are. It's okay to be a Christian. Absolutely. It's your religion. You believe in God. This is cultural Marxism. The left hates God. They want it removed out of every aspect in every school, from elementary school, middle school, to high school. This is what the left wants. They, it is cult, they are pushing cultural Marxism, which is anti-God, anti-American, anti-family practices, against the, 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 they hate our culture, and they hate our traditions. And, and this, is their, this is their objective. I just saw on Fox News, uh, I think it was yesterday, now, I'm not making this up. You can look it up after the show. A second grader, I forget what state it was, but a second grader brought home a paper he got from his teacher. And that paper was learning about white privilege. The mother was pissed off, and that's why it made the news. So our public schools are giving out, uh, I guess, lessons on detailing uh, you know, the explanation to second graders about white privilege? That is racism. You are giving white kids based solely on the color of their a certain piece of paper so they can learn about the privilege they so they so uh they supposedly have. I'll say it again well, as you look, cultural as you look, yeah, as you look at a hey as you look at the eight levels of control in Solomonsky's rules for radicals there we go. Uh, this is all part. This is all part of the socialist agenda. Uh, identity politics, increasing the debt to unsustainable amounts. Uh, you know, control health care uh, and the gun grab. And look at the gun grab. This is this Democratic Party. I don't even like saying that anymore because the Democratic Party doesn't even exist. This is a socialist JFK, movement. JFK, it hasn't. No, and the Republican and that's not. Kid ourselves, the Republican Party has been hijacked too a long time ago. Oh, it has, far, absolutely. I'd go far back to Reagan. You know, this is this is patriots versus you know socialists. That's what that's what it's come down to. And, and, and I, I wanted I wanted to Zolo real quick, real quick. I wanted to say right. something on what you what, on what you said, Mike. You, you brought up a good point about how the left you know wants God completely out of the picture because you're absolutely right. Because you know I'm I'm a I'm a very good observer you know this is, I I I I obsess over politics on a daily basis I look at different comment boards I see what different people are writing what's going on what's going on on social media and when you go on CNN or any of these left wing blogs and anybody starts praising God everybody starts attacking I mean it's it's ridiculous that's true and my my or, my other point or mocking them and my other point was. If Jay-Z is going to bring up white privilege, he's black privilege. He's a billionaire and has every, everything he wants in the world. He's yes. black privilege. Absolutely. But this is what hey. they're doing. This is what I'm saying. Even in our elementary schools, I swear I'm not making this up. Some still do. But a lot of our schools don't even say the Pledge of Allegiance anymore. And by the nope. way, to take, God, to take God out of school, what do you have to do? To remove God... I mean, obviously, they don't, you know, do anything that has to do with God anymore. I'm not saying it needs to be like a Bible study, okay? I'm just saying right. the recognition of God is important to young people in of America. Course. Okay, we're a Christian nation. But what I'm saying yeah. is, yeah. How, do you, how do you complete that? You know how you complete that? You attack Christians, the ones who believe in God. That is why their new thing is Christian 
privilege. It's cultural Marxism, and it's just terrible. Hey, Rory. Yeah, go ahead, Johnny. Yeah, so, it's two, okay, two things. All right, number one, I, you know me. Uh, I'm black. I'm half Hispanic. I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. I grew up in Bensonhurst, which is mainly Italian. It's not a lot of black people there. And yeah. the whole white privilege thing, to me, is just so stupid. I mean, I've never been arrested by a cop. Uh, uh, I was always good in school. I've always had a job. I've always, I used to work at pizza shops, you know, with mainly Italian people, which are white. And yes, my dad was an NYPD officer, and I never faced, I've, I've never been called the N-word by a white person, never. Most of my friends. No, never. Yeah. I don't get that. And number two, this is the Democratic playbook. This is all it is right here. It's used racism. People think, oh, they're not too much against black people like they were. They're using the same thing against white people. They're doing that because they want to get back in power. So it's the same playbook. Yep. They're saying, all right, let's spread race. Let's spread racial uh, racial tension. Let's just attack white people. It's just like when they used to attack black people back in the in the past. Same thing the Democrats are doing now. They're attacking white people. They're attacking Christians. They're attacking people that want to be. It's all about that attacking, attacking, attacking. Like my uh, uh, Steve said, it's the Solomonsky. Yeah. Playbook. It just attack. That's all you do. Until you get back in power, you attack. And look what happened when Obama got in office for two terms, which is why white privilege doesn't exist in the first place. But he got in. He got in for two terms, and you saw there was nothing about racist statues. There was none of this stuff that they're bringing up now really matter. All they want is the black vote and the minority vote, and then fuck them in the ass, and then four years later come back and ask for the same thing. That's all it is. They don't really care about any of that. They just want to be in power, and they want to have and control and socialism. Just like and then George they have said, the white it's all about control. It's all about and control. then they have the white liberals, the white liberals running around saying, yeah, we have privilege. White people suck. They're a bunch of morons. Exactly. Indoctrinated. Puppets. Hey, George, would, it's, uh, it, it is frustrating to watch. George, you have yeah. any thought, You have a lot of thoughts on this. I know you do. What, what were you going to say, George? Well, I, you know, I just I, you guys have been uh, you know hitting the nail on the head uh, perfectly. I mean, I, I one of the things I find frustrating about this is, you know, we were talking earlier about Martin Luther King, and and ultimately, I have I don't really think in the world of like I have white friends, I have black friends, but I do actually have some friends that have more melanin in their skin than I do. And but I don't really think of them that way because it's not an important factor to me. What makes me their, a friend of theirs and and vice versa has nothing to do with skin color. We share interests, we share values. Um, there's you know things that draw us together, and and as humans, that's just the way it is. And I find it very odd that there is one party that wants us to become hyper-focused on these sort of superficial differences. And, and so for them, that's diversity. At college, they want diversity. They don't want diversity of thought. They just want to make sure everyone is highly conscious of the fact they look different. And and, right. and it just I don't understand that. It seems to me that universities should be interested in diversity of thought because a, a, a vivid and, and robust debate is a good thing. And it helps us to kind of, you know, the cream rises to the top, so to speak. But they don't want any of that. You know, you do that, that's right. hate speech. Talk about the founding fathers. If you talk about the founding fathers and have the audacity to mean it, oh, well, we're going to have to shut you up. You know, and it's, this is the problem is that it's just it's a, it's, a, it's a crazy society. It's a stupid society that they want to build. 
because real people out there, we all have friends of various races, and it doesn't matter to us. We don't really even see our friends as a member of a different race because it's not important to us. It's just like, yeah. I mean, I have kids who have – I have seven children, okay? So, And some have dark, wow, dark hair nice. like I do, and some have blonde hair. And I don't really think of them in, differently as a result of that. Some have darker skin, kind of, you know, an olive-colored skin, because, and yeah. some have, like me, burn like crazy at the beach. And, again, I don't yeah. think of them any differently because it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. Right. Exactly. It doesn't matter. Exactly. It doesn't matter. It's so, it's so true. So but to the true, left, guys. it's all so that true. matters. Yeah, they want to raise it. They're, they're, they're racially dividing. Yeah, the diversity of thought comment you made, George, were spot on. I'm so I'm so worried. I, I'm literally scared about how our universities are turning into these indoctrination centers. And when the diversity they uh, focus on is that of races uh, and gender identity and not diverse diversity of thoughts, which is even opposed now. You, I mean, look at it at Berkeley. You can't even go with there with any uh, conservative views anymore, or you get ostracized. It's insane. Insanity. Yeah, well, that's exactly it's right. Scary. It's yeah, and and and, it, and, there, and it, what's interesting about how we kind of view people when we categorize people for a long time talking about them in terms of their skin color, it seems to me we're denying the very concept, which is that as human beings, we have rights, and it's not relevant. <laughs> You know, people who are white or brown or yellow or red or black, it doesn't matter. Our Constitution doesn't doesn't accord some people economic freedom and some people religious freedom. And so, the way it's written, it was just designed for people. And, and I realized uh, we, we had to make a, a couple uh, changes to it, uh, you know, over time. Those are good changes. But my point is we live in a world today where – our Constitution expects us to be colorblind, and yet we have a party who basically says, no, 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 you cannot be colorblind. You have to make it the big deal. It has to be the big deal. It's, ter- it's terrible that – By and design, that's, and that, like we've been saying and the whole that's show, their, all by design. Yep. Yep. And that's their whole, and that's their whole thing. You know, that's their, that's what they hang on to. That's what they try to go off of to get votes. I mean, and just to, you know, have their, have their sheep buy into it. It's terrible. Um, without and, poverty, and, and wanna, without drug addiction, without racism, yep. without chaos, yep. the Democratic Party yep. has no purpose. None, none whatsoever. Hey, I wanted to bring something up that's very important. President Trump made a great point. Uh, it was yesterday, I believe, um, that 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 Oakland mayor, uh, Shaft uh, Millet, whatever her name is, something Shaft, Flippy, Flippy Shaft, Gibby Shaft. Um, yeah, she um, is guilty of obstruction of justice, and Trump made that clear. So I sure hope to God they 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 do something with her. Talking about Sessions again, so. There's my yep. point and, about And we all know that. Why no grand juries? Why no indictments? Yep. There's dozens of I people know. that should have been indicted by now. I mean, but the, with this Oakland mayor, which, what frustrates me is they let sex offenders uh, know ahead of time, uh, violent criminals, that deportation uh, ICE was coming. So you had all these 
terrible criminals that got noticed to get away. It, it's just obstruction disgusting. of justice, aiding and abetting, it's all multiple crimes, multiple crimes there. It's so it, it, it disgusts me, and you know, it, it's one of those things. You know that it's just, and CNN and, and those networks are so dishonest about situations like that. I, you know, I I'm curious. You know, like uh, when when uh, Fox is reporting this important thing that's going on in Oakland with this mayor, no word from it from CNN. Not doesn't meet their agenda. You know, it's um. It's one of those things where, you know, it's a shame that CNN coddles illegal immigrants. The um, Democrat Party must choose illegal aliens yep. over American yep. citizens yep. every time. All day long. That's what they yep. do. All day long. That's one of the reasons why Donald Trump won, because it's about time yep. we took yep. care of our people, our citizens, yep. our homeless yep. vets, our inner city yep. kids that live in, yep. in war zones. Let's take let's yep. help them out instead of people who have no, uh, you know, no care for our country that they just walk in, they protest yes. our president, they mo- they yes. milk our system, okay? They they uh, many of them. Sorry to to bring it up, guys, but many of them commit yes. crimes, even murder American citizens. Yet they have the balls to be in this country illegally, go in front of the yes. White House, wave Mexican yes. flags. Yes. Hold up traffic and call our president, not theirs, our president, a racist yeah. Adolf Hitler. No, yeah. no more. I'm done with it's illegal ridi- aliens. It's, ridic- it's ridiculous. Them all. Yes, yes, yes. And Mike, you guys, I want to. I want. I have very important topics. We have about 20 minutes left. I have very important topics to talk about to bring up real quick. Stuff that's going on. Very important. Um, I strongly agree. Um, President Trump not attending the White House correspondence dinner for the second year in a row. Screw the liberal media. Doesn't want anything to do with them. They're a bunch of punks. I love it. No, he's not even att- I love how he doesn't attend. It's great. Um, you know, because, you know, they, they're the ones that suffer when he doesn't attend. Absolutely. No ratings. He doesn't attend. Yep, no, no ratings. ratings. No ratings. And um, you know what? With this, um, now Robert Mueller is telling Trump's lawyers that Trump, quote-unquote, is not a criminal target. So I don't, I, you know what? Here's my theory on this, and then I'm going to let everybody give their input because this is obviously everybody wants to talk about this. My theory is Robert Mueller has been quiet for most of this investigation. You don't really hear him talk. You don't really hear much out of him. Usually it's third parties that, you know, say they're talking with Mueller and stuff like that. So for Mueller to come out and say something like this, I I somewhat, you know, uh, you know, believe him. But at the same time, what if it's a trick? What if it's a trick to get Trump to say the wrong thing and twist his words? Get him to get him to agree to testify in front of him, which is a huge mistake. I I mean, what's Burgery your what's your, what's your guys' take? Well, there's my take. You mind if I go first, Roy? Yeah, yeah, Steven but we're, we're about. We're, yeah, make it, make it quick. Make it, uh, yeah, I'll make it quick. I just want to get to every topic before we go. Well, when he announced when he announced that uh, you know the president wasn't a target, a criminal yeah. target, he also uh, 
announced that he's going to be uh, submitting a report. Um, and I was listening to the dean, Ed Rollins, the other day, very, very big yeah. fan of Ed Rollins. And uh, he's saying that, you know, this Russia collusion uh, focus is, is over with. And now it's an obstruction of justice. And not only with the Comey firing, but a lot of other areas, uh, they believe they're really, really, really going to focus in these the, the, the upcoming few months on an obstruction case. So, you know, yeah. obviously Russian collusion was a hoax to begin with. But as yeah. you've all heard, Rosenstein gave out a second order that was done in secret that expanded yep. Mueller's investigation even wider. Um, yep. Which is very dangerous. Very dangerous. Right. Gave them even right. a broader scope to, to to interview and investigate people for just about anything. So this is kind of scary, right. but uh, this report is going to be very telling. I'd really like the IG report to come out. I think that's going to be yep. a pivotal moment. So, you know, we've all yep. been talking about it. Really, I really want to see the IG report. Yeah, absolutely. Steve, your, Thank uh, you. uh, George, your take? Well, you know, I, I, I think that uh, what's been said so far is, is absolutely right. Um, the problem here is there's no crime at all. Uh, colluding with Russia as uh, inappropriate as it would be and as electorally damaging as it would be if, if, if someone were to do that, we don't have any laws in the books that say you can't, uh, you know, uh, you know, you, the, you know collusion is – yeah, it's right. just not a crime. I'm sorry. You know, you can. I'm, maybe it should be. If you want to make it a crime, go ahead. But it's not one. I've I've looked. You know, there isn't one. So, um, so basically, you have a special prosecutor who's looking into something that even if he finds evidence of it, it's not a crime, which is the equivalent of saying, um, you know, I hear somebody was wearing a really ugly tie, and I've been called to investigate that. And then you give him broad powers, and um, and then he finds evidence someone was in fact wearing a really ugly tie, but it's not a crime. So what was the point of all of this? And in the meantime, he he violates lots of people's rights, and um, you know it, it's it's a it's a crazy mess. Um, I'm not a I'm not a fan of what's been going on. And I and and even and if he, you're going to have a special prosecutor, Mueller was not the guy to do it because he was involved in the whole uranium one thing. Conflict of interest everywhere. And, and yeah. here's the thing. Mueller is corrupt. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Mueller is, 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 a, dirty per, is a dirty person. And, you know, what, what, what bothers me about this whole thing is he's wasting millions of dollars of taxpayers' money, and it's so unnecessary. I mean, it, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, obviously that's a whole other subject, but you get the point. I mean, this is just absurd. Yeah, well, he's also sidetracking a presidency for, you know, a, a year, more than a year now. Yeah. It's, in the, it's in the sense, I'm not saying the president's not accomplished anything, but I am saying he's diverting attention and resources and public support from a president who should be accomplishing things for the public. But because of this stupid thing that's the equivalent of looking for ugly ties, we're, uh, you know. And now, it's, you, it's and now you, have all these, and you have all these liberal sheep, these voters, oh, we're going to get the Russia, we're going to get the Russia answer today, today. They're like they're going to be in their wheelchairs 20, 30, 40 years later. We almost found the Russia collusion. It's coming. <laughs> like they're so ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, like, good luck. Um, Zolo, Mike Zolo, you obviously have something to say, right, about this? Mike? You on? 
Gianni, are you there? Yeah, I Sorry, just man. came in like Sorry, two man. minutes My ago. Like I got cut off by the uh, by the system for some reason. I just got back like two minutes ago. So, Rory, I'm going to it. Okay, yeah. Uh, well, Gianni or Mike, go ahead. Whatever. Just uh, you got. Obviously, you both have something to say about this. Well, I'll tell you this right now. Uh, Mueller saying that Trump's not the event. You know, the target of the event. I don't know, man. Right. Mueller is corrupt. I don't know you. He's, 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 you can't trust this guy. They need, look, no. he was put in there to come up with something. Obviously, the Russian collusion thing is dead, okay? There's nothing yeah. there. These liberals running around, they're, they're living, they're like living in a pipe dream. It's not going to happen, okay? No. But, no. but, he's going to try to do something uh, with obstruction right. of justice where Trump fired, um, uh, right. But yep. It wasn't obstruction of justice, but there he's trying to get. I believe he's trying to get Trump to look at him not like he's a corrupt uh, deep state hack, like he's you know like this normal prosecutor down the line. And I think he's trying to friend Trump, uh, trying to get on Trump's friendly side to get an interview with him or something. Yep. And he's going to try to get to Trump to say up. something to wrong, up. mess up his words. Yeah. Misconstrue his statements, and then it's going to be a shit show after that. So I think Trump should stay strong, not trust this guy, listen to his lawyers in this instance. And uh, Mueller, and and just like George said, the worst thing about this is yeah, Mike, we're running out of time frame. So 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 we got a couple more things to talk about. So oh, real quick, I was just saying the worst thing, just like George said, it's just it's just so. It's terrible what they're doing to this man. I mean, they've been sidelining his presidency yeah. with the, this cloud over the over his head for a year right. a year now. It's just pathetic. No, I yeah. get you one hundred percent, Gianni. Your take? Yeah, I was gonna say I have something kind of, kind of different though. Honestly, like I don't know. Maybe you know Robert Mueller is corrupt and things like that. But I think honestly that in his investigation that he's gonna find something possibly with Clinton ties to Russia. Just possibly. I'm just saying this is just my opinion that maybe Robert Mueller setting in. I was just saying, from the evidence, he probably knows that already. I mean, I don't know. Oh, he knows all all of it. It it could be possibly that he knows something about the Clintons, and he's going to – it's going to backfire. Everybody does. He's going to backfire. Here's what I think. Here's what I think. With what, here, here, here's I, I honestly think that I mean you look you look at the first sentence of what Robert Mueller gave the first guy a sentence thirty days in prison. That's it. Some Russian guy thirty days in prison. I mean it's like a it's like a pe- it's like a petty little sentence. Like if that's a what we're dealing with, charge. that kind of little childish investigation. It was a drunk driving stupid. charge. Yeah, exactly. I, you guys, I know we could we could spend so long on this, but I want to I want to move on to these quick topics. A uh, couple couple things I want to report uh, for the month of March. Background checks for gun sales gun sales shatter March records. So the records were skyrocketing for background checks for gun sales. Um, that, so I mean, so we got more and more people. Um, 
you know, wanting protection, obviously. Um, here's another great thing. 51% of, of um, Trump has now a 51% approval rating. And I was reading that the other day. Uh, as of the Rasmussen poll, which is a very accurate poll, which, I mean, America's waking up. That's huge. I think that's his biggest poll yet, numbers yet. Yep. Well, and growing. Yeah, that's not, true. Only, and growing. not only is it huge, but you have to remember, Rasmussen polling was one of yep. the only polls that in 2016, yep. Trump versus Hillary, but they were like, election was accurate. Yeah, it was like pretty much accurate, just them. So that poll is important, yep. and that's a huge number. Big deal. Very big and, deal. And this is another, another, another great news. Majority of Americans would like to see the U.S. take a tougher line in the current renegotiation of NAFTA to force Mexico to strengthen its efforts to stop all the illegal immigration and illegal drugs from entering our country. You think about these trade deals and what could be worked out. I mean, this all can be solved. We have the best negotiator in the world in the, in the White House. I, I think so many more great things are going to come, and all this bad stuff from Mexico is going to stop. If Mexico was smart, they would get on Team Trump, and their economy yep. would get healthy. Uh, we would help oh. them with the drug cartels. If they would cooperate oh. with us, yep. Trump will help yep. them. Trump will oh, help Steve, them. Oh, Steve, the, the Mexican president, uh, uh, Trump called to thank the Mexican president uh, today because the Mexican president uh, held off uh, the people coming to the border and agreed with Trump, saying respect the U.S. Pro- immigration laws. So now they're kind of on a, a board with, you know, because uh, this – this president in Mexico doesn't want to lose out on NAFTA, doesn't want to lose out on these trade deals, because let's face it, Mexico needs us way more than we ever will need them. Um, so, yep. you know, it's, Rory. So, 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 yeah, go ahead. It comes, down, it comes down to one thing real quickly. Mexico yeah. and all these other countries, Mexico, North Korea, China, for the first time yeah. in decades, they fear the president of the United States. This is a oh, president with balls. Oh. He takes oh, yeah. action, and He'll his only interest neck. is America. His interest is not other global, yeah. you know, not the global elites. That is why Mexico will, in the end, they will cower to Donald Trump. Trust me, they will. They, because he they will. will. Them with Absolutely. You, you guys, you guys, real quick. We got a couple minutes, but a couple more things. But there is, no, there is nobody tougher or stronger than Donald J. Trump. The guy is, a, is invincible. He's bullet. Proof. I mean, the guy is untouchable. Um, but Absolutely. I wanna, I wanna t- uh, say, how disgraceful is this? There's a report out today: illegal immigrants own one million of California's 26 million driver's licenses. One million of 26 <laughs> million. Are you kidding wow. me? Yeah. So how many of those people are registered to vote now because of Motor Voter? There you exactly. go. One million. There you go. And people, that Democrats is, try to Democrats try to laugh at us when they when we say they interfere with the election. I'm from California. You got to understand. There's another one, two, maybe even three million that are fake ID'd that are using false identification who are also illegals. Let's let's okay. you know what I mean. Let's just be real about that. A couple more, a couple more reports. Got two minutes left. A couple more things I want to say. Um, of course, Hillary Clinton 
now, the other day, blamed the FBI, sexism, the NRA, and Russia all at the same time in her inner speech for losing the election. I mean, this woman, I mean, her own party's telling her to go away. She's ruining everything for herself and her party. I mean, the woman it needs to be in a nursing home. But it, 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 Go to she's sleep, right. Hillary. Go to sleep. And uh, here's another thing. Uh, George, here, here, a couple more things. We've got like a minute and a half left. But the Obama administration provided $9 million to George Soros' uh, political activities in Albania to influence the government over there. What? Imagine the? that. Of course. Of course. And then one – Because George thing Soros doesn't report. have enough money to put into politics. So and the U.S. taxpayers <laughs> should be doing it. New world order. It, it, oh, yeah. It's disgusting. And now – and this is something real quick. We've got a minute left. The Holy Bible was removed from from Amazon and other places on online in China. Not in the U.S., but in China and online stores in China. The Holy Bible was removed. How disgraceful. Sickening. Sickening. All the like, want, like it's not just the United God States God. that wants to take it's not just the United speaking States of, that wants to take over of the whole Bible. All this has been prophesied. You know that, right? This is all oh, been yeah. prophesied. Oh yeah. Speaking of oh, the yeah. Bible, you guys, we got we got about 40 seconds left. But I want to thank everyone, George. First of all, I want to thank you for coming on. It was a pleasure having you. Anything you want to announce, feel free. I'll have you back on very soon, probably next week. Excellent. I enjoyed it tremendously. Great conversation. Absolutely. Anything you want to announce? Anybody? I just wanted to thank George for his, uh, you know, that was just really enlightening, the things you had to say. I really like what you're behind. And thank you for coming on the the air today with us. I appreciate it. Thank you, George. My pleasure. God bless you. God bless you guys. I'll talk to you all later. Thank you guys for coming on. Thank you. Later. All right. God bless. I want to thank everybody for listening and tuning into the Rory Sauter Show. I hope you all have a great weekend. Cheers, everybody. We'll see you next week.